Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. The game Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com. The home for home search. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky in our San Francisco studios. The Warriors opening up a three-game road trip with a loss in Houston, Texas to the Rockets. Rockets win it tonight, 129-112. to That's uh, John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. And Matt, uh, the Warriors hung in this game for a while, but it was a big second quarter from James Harden that wound up turning things in Houston's favor. They would build a 23-point lead that the Warriors uh, would trim down, but uh, the Rockets needed – they were in complete control for the most part, night in, night out, once Harden took over in the second quarter. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this. We're going to see a lot of games like this. And I thought Steve Kerr – listen, he's always going to find the moment where the game – slipped out of their hands and talk about how he didn't love what happened during that time. And he kind of talked about, he didn't love the effort down the stretch of the first half. And and that's certainly when the Rockets sort of first pulled away, but I got to be honest. I, I think you, you criticize the effort there. Cause, cause you, you got to, and cause you sort of fell off, fell out of contention for the game. I didn't look at this as a game where, the Warriors' effort was particularly lacking. I looked at it like I imagine I'm going to look at a lot of games this year where if the other team's playing pretty well, they don't have much of a shot. And I think the Rockets would believe that they're in that category of team to where if they're playing well against this Warriors team yeah. that they're putting on the floor right now, they, they should win that game. I, I think sometimes it just comes down to talent on yep. the floor and putting the ball in the basket, dare I call it a make-or-miss league, that may be a little overly simplistic. But when you look at this ball game, the Rockets did knock down 21 three-pointers to the Warriors 13, but the Rockets did it at a 46.7% clip. And frankly, uh, just looking at the ball game tonight, players that had been making shots for the Warriors at a higher clip didn't tonight up and down the the lineup, and, and that winds up being a difference from what we've seen these previous two games at Chase Center where the Warriors hung in one game with a chance to win it late, hung in another game with a chance to win it late, and won the latter game against the Portland Trailblazers. And, and I think we just have to be realistic with ourselves that if your odds of winning depend heavily upon good shooting nights from Damian Lee and Kai Bowman, you're going to lose some games, and that's okay. There were still things about tonight that I think you can feel good about. And one of them is the same thing you've been feeling good about for the last week or so, which is Eric Paschal. Is this a down game by the suddenly incredibly high standards that Eric Paschal has set? I suppose so. But if my second round rookie's down game 
is 19 points, six rebounds, three assists. I, I'm feeling exceptional about the rookie that I just acquired. And I think tonight was a game where P.J. Tucker is about as tough a matchup as Eric Pascal is going to find. And I thought he did a nice job. I do. Did he outplay P.J. Tucker? No. <laughs> no, he did not. But he he held his own. And as Steve Kerr said in, in the comments we heard a few minutes ago, by the end of the game, he was making some nice plays as a distributor. So I, I just, it's exciting to me to watch that, among other things. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to react to this one, the Rockets beat the Warriors tonight, 129-112 to 112 in Houston. Golden State now 2-6 and six on the season. They fall to 1-2 and two on the road. A good night for the Warriors reserves. The Warriors reserves, 58 points. That's the most points scored by the Warriors bench. Uh, this season, they scored 52 uh, in the season opener against the Clippers, and and that was a – there hadn't been a lot of nights because there hasn't been a lot of nights the last few years where you see 28-13-13 and 13 from players off the Warriors bench, but you did see it tonight, and, and Alec Burks was the, the lead man in that with his 28-point uh, contest. Yeah, this is the Alec Burks that I think a lot of Warrior fans have remembered from the few times he's been healthy over the last few years because he was one of those dudes that – Every time the Warriors bumped into them, the uh, the Jazz specifically, Alec Burks seemed to have a really good game. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a lot of stuff like this. That That's a 28-point performance based largely on being aggressive, energetic, and in the right places at the right times. Like, that's just a hardworking 28 points. It's not a flashy score, Alec Burks. He never has been. But he finds a way to score when... You know, he's one of the guys not getting as much attention paid to him. Good night for him. And uh, I owe Omari Spellman an apology because I was real tough on him early in the year. And all he does is work hard and put the ball in the hole. So another big offensive rebounding game for, for Omari Spellman. His effort alone has raised him to a point where I... I I get excited to see him take the floor instead of uh, frustrated as I was when we started this season. Yeah, and look, he's somebody that in the current state of things with Kevon Looney out and Draymond Green out. A lot of minutes. There's a lot of minutes to be had, and, and Steve Kerr has split the center minutes, really divided them by three the last few games with Willie Cauley-Stein and Amari Spellman and Marquise Chris essentially getting the same amount of minutes. And tonight it was more Cauley-Stein uh, and Spellman than Chris, but Colley Stein with 20 minutes, Spellman 18, Chris got a little under 13 minutes. Uh, tonight's a night, though, that you'd want to see, uh, I think, a little more than you saw out of Willie Colley Stein. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just defensively, uh, you know, he's stepping up and, and, and they're throwing it they're throwing it by him for, for layups, but he's not really stepping out all the way to really make a defensive stop. He's kind of half-stepping up. And, and, you know, Capella's getting behind him, and obviously there's other responsibilities from, from the back end of the defense on a play like that. But, uh, you know, the one of six, and you just just no real imprint on the game from Willie Cauley-Stein. I think you want to see more from him, given he's one of the more veteran players among this group, and, and he's a guy that fancies himself as a pretty talented and skilled, you know, contributor. Yeah. 
And he's not the only one who fancies himself that. I mean, we heard from more than one person while he was out, hey, they they still got Willie Cauley-Stein coming back, and that's going to help a lot. So far, I'm not sure that's been the case. It hasn't hurt the team. I mean, they need bodies at this point. But I'm not sure what Willie Cauley-Stein adds that you couldn't get from Amari Spellman or Marquise Chris right now. And if that continues to be the case, I don't know what value he has to you. And it is a, a you're trying to find value in different places. And you're trying to find guys who you want to be a part of this team the next time you're good. Right. And you're trying to find value, whether it's value at the trade deadline or, or it's value moving forward as a member of this roster. You said something to me during the game. Uh, th- that I had actually forgotten, which is the fact that, you know, Willie Colley Stein has a player option yep. for next year. So he could opt in to remain a member of the Golden State Warriors if he wants to do it over. You know, a relatively low cost yeah. option. Yeah, it wouldn't kill you, but it would force you to keep him if you don't want to, which would not be ideal. Here's another thing we talked about during the game that I think becomes relevant. There are too many big men on this team if they're healthy. You're, there There will not come a time this year when the Warriors are excited about having Willie Cauley-Stein, Omari Spellman, Marquise Chris, and Kevon Looney all healthy and active at the same time. That's not something they need, especially if Draymond Green's healthy. So I think they're going to end up parting with one of these big men. And right now, I think think if you gave me my option i'd keep the other three and try to find a taker for willie Cauley stein if you could and if i you could, and, yes. and look there there are so many different options that are going to be in play for this warriors team no doubt between now and the trade deadline between now and the end of the regular season between the end of the regular season and the draft and then ultimately when this team is put together for the 2020 21 season which is a little under a year from now so but what the Warriors are going to have to figure out is, you know, how do you or do you want to look at what you can get for a guy like Willie Colley Stein? Do you want to look at what you can get for a guy like Alec Burks ver- versus trying to make them a part of next year's squad? Uh, at some point, once D'Angelo Russell is back and healthy, you're going to have to see how he fits, not only with. Stephen Curry and Draymond Green may be down the line, but how he fits just with this current group of young players that have fought and and scrapped to hang in games these last three when it's been, you know, just just them. This lineup with Kai Bowman and Eric Paschal and, and Jordan Poole and and others, uh, you know, relatively inexperienced. So there, there are a lot of different decisions to be made. I, I think short term, though, Matt, it's probably going to be – Marquise Chris as the guy with an unguaranteed contract yeah. that would wind up elsewhere and then you can, you know, use a prorated version of whatever's left under the the hard cap to try and add somebody a 10-day player or, uh, or somebody think... else non-guaranteed and you you can kind of keep doing that with that spot throughout the rest of the season. The other thing is... I think they may have to make that spot Damian Lee or Kai Bowman. Who can you trade a, sec- a future second round? Or, or who can you trade to for, get a future yeah. second round pick? Yes, I think that's going to be a huge question. With and I money think coming off the books. The, the answer to your last question is probably the two guys you just mentioned, Willie Cauley-Stein and Alec Burks. Because those two are guys that another team, I think, will feel like that's 
an NBA rotation player where if you need help at center off the bench or you need help at guard off the bench, Alec Burks and Willie Cauley-Stein are totally viable options. I'm not sure there's anyone else on this team who meets the two criteria of A, the Warriors wouldn't mind parting ways with them, and B, another team will feel like they can contribute right away. So if you're talking about other teams looking for a guy to add to fill out their bench, it's probably one of those two. But you're right. I mean, they're going to have to find a way to keep Kai Bowman and or Damian Lee with the squad more than two-way players are allowed, which would mean converting them to a full professional contract. Or they're going to have to sign 10-day guys unless they get a lot healthier really quickly. Because, look, the utility of playing nine guys at the NBA level, we've already run that. Like, that runway's done. We've we've driven over it. We're If we were at SFO, we'd be driving into the Bay right now. You can't play NBA basketball night after night with nine guys. Just think about this. When the game was over, but the clock still had time on it, if Steve Kerr wants to empty his bench, there's not a single lineup available to him that doesn't feature one of his starters. Yeah, in a perfect world, you've got a three deep. You've got three point guards, three two guards, three small forwards, three power forwards, three centers. And in a perfect world, that's 15 guys. And 13 of them active. Right. And that's that's four bodies. Just to fill out your 48 minutes a night, that's four bodies you don't have to play with. Especially when the talent's already low, that's a big problem. And and the Warriors have have had to play nine for the last three games. And now it sounds as if D'Angelo Russell's going to be coming back for the game in Minnesota on Friday night. Uh, and then, you know, Jacob Evans is coming back in a couple of weeks. Kevon Looney's now a couple of weeks away. Uh, hopefully Draymond won't be as long as those two. Dr- Draymond, hopefully not as long as those two, but out at least for the next two games. Right. And the next home game is not for, what, five nights. They'll be at home on Monday against the Utah Jazz. And I got to tell you, when he didn't even travel on this trip, I don't feel like Monday is especially likely either. No, probably not. And then and after that, it's... You know, you're going to L.A. for one, you're back home for one, and then you go on the road for four more. So it it, it almost, in some ways, feels like it's probably that, that next gamer. road trip. Yep. Really. I tend to agree. Uh, so it's opened up opportunities and playing time for some of these young guys. But I think as the, the season goes on, uh, you bring up a good point in do you have to figure out ways to get Damian Lee and Kai Bowman at some point? Right now, you absolutely would because they're two of the Warriors' more productive players. I, I, think I mean, we, just look at the minutes. Kai Bowman was 36 and Damian Lee was 28. Well, he's the only point guard on the roster. Uh, he, Kai Bowman is literally the only point guard on the roster, and Damian Lee's the best shooter on the roster. So, yeah, there's going to be some <laughs> they got to do some massaging that'll have yeah. to go on. And, and again, it may start with Marquise Chris yeah. at some point. But they I are mean, today, still. It would have to, right? I, yeah. If you had to do something today, the only thing you could really do is cut Marquise Chris. That being said. If I'm Bob Myers, after I had to let McKinney go to get to get Chris on the roster, and given that this year is really going nowhere and Willie Cauley-Stein has limited value to me, I'd be trying my butt off to get a second-round pick for one of the veterans as opposed to trading away Marquise Chris, who could be a nice project for you. And it could be something as simple as, as that, as simple as... Yeah, give me your second-rounder for... a productive veteran player and the salary comes off the books and then you open up a little bit of room to where you're not hard capped maybe you have some flexibility i mean you still would be hard capped but you would have room under the hard cap because those veteran minimums for two million that buys you a lot of 10-day contracts man 
Exactly. And you can shuffle guys in and out. Yep. And look, the Warriors didn't practice yesterday because travel days do not count as part of the 45. And, 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 and if they had practiced, it would have counted against Bowman and Lee being able to play more games. Exactly. Yeah. So at this point, they didn't. And it'll be interesting to see what you know what they do tomorrow. I think they're going to have to start doing the ridiculous thing where they're like, we have sent Kai Bowman down to Santa Cruz today. And then tomorrow we've called Kai Bowman back up from Santa Cruz. Like, and just not let him practice. Exactly. Yeah. Hold and not him out yeah. of practice. Not, not let not him pra- really send him to but, Santa Cruz. But you but, can't do that at this point until you have enough other bodies to actually practice. They literally couldn't run a five-on-five scrimmage right now. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We've got your call of the game coming up. We're also going to hear from Eric Paschal, as well as the Warriors lose tonight to the Rockets in Houston, first of a three-game trip, the final 129-112. As Golden State drops to two and six, they'll head for Minneapolis and a date with the Minnesota Timberwolves the before day winter. Be careful. Another game against Oklahoma City. Be the second game against OKC in two weeks. And another one in like a week and a half. A yeah. lot of OKC early. A lot of OKC early. Uh, so more of your phone calls uh, we can get to here coming up. Uh, we'll also hear from Eric Paschal. Again, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky, 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors drop to 2-6 and six as the Rockets win tonight. Uh, they beat the Warriors in Houston, 129-112, the final. Uh, let's get to some calls Uh and we'll start with Robin in San Francisco. Robin, you were on 95.7 The Game with J.D. and Kolsky. Hey, Robin. Hey, you guys. I, I got a question. So we already know all about the Warriors. I don't want to regurgitate that. But, you know, I wasn't that impressed with Houston. Do you think that they were just not trying really hard uh, playing against the rookie team at first? Or – is that how they're playing? And then when they saw that they had to really turn it up, they did. Because, um, I mean, Westbrook was shooting horrible. He was terrible to me. Uh, and um, No, I, yes, to answer the first part, Robin, yes. that I, I do think that was how they were playing because of who they were playing. But I also think that's just who they are. That's and, how they play. Yeah, this yeah. is the. I mean, that, that's the reason that I. I don't. I mean, I don't think they're a championship contender at all. And you know, coming into the season, I thought they were kind of with the Warriors in in that if everything went right, they were more toward the bottom of the the Western Conference playoff picture as opposed to the top. I still think they're right in that range. I think to me, they're a six or a seven seed, and they're going to be a lot of nights like this for them. I also think, Robin, there's going to be a lot of nights like this for the Warriors where teams do kind of just roll the balls out and play and wait until the Warriors can hang in the game before they really put a maximum effort against the Warriors. Yeah, but that's how you beat a Portland. Yeah, no no question. I mean, that's how you're going to get some wins this year is when teams think they can just roll it out and give a 
eh, mediocre effort and still take care of you, and you compete harder than they do. That that's yeah. That is the winning formula for this be, version of the Warriors. There will be opportunities for that this year now. And, and and that's one thing that has changed dramatically since the beginning of the season because with Draymond Green and with Stephen Curry playing, the Warriors were almost caught in a bad no man's land where they weren't as talented as they had been previously but they were still going to get max efforts from teams on a night-in, night-out basis because there are so many players around the league that would want to make a statement specifically against Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. With those guys gone and then D'Angelo Russell out to boot, I I do think you're going to see a lot of nights where, frankly, opponents don't take the Warriors seriously. And to your point, Matt, that's going to open the door for them to maybe sneak out a win like they did on Monday. Yeah. To your point, though... Part of that is just the DNA of this Houston team. It is. One, 1,000%. And I, I think that DNA is part of why they have not started especially quickly this year. And it's also why I don't think – I did not see a single person who, after Houston sort of remade their team with Russell Westbrook instead of Chris Paul, looked at them and thought they were better. And simultaneously, I don't think I know a single person who thinks Chris Paul's a better player than Russell Westbrook right now which tells you something about the way people thought this was going to work together and what they thought about a team that had both of these guys on it. That, yes, you added a better player than the guy you had last year, clearly someone who can give you more from an athletic and and just availability standpoint, and nobody thinks they're a better team. Yeah, and look, they're not winning squat, no. In my mind, I mean, they're they could they maybe win around, sure. I thought they'd be a better regular season team, but never. No, and there's just too many. There's too many other teams that are on that fringe playoff level. I think you're right. Like they're going to lose a lot of games to the Minnesotas and the Phoenixes and the Sacramentos and and those teams that Dallas. They're going to lose a lot of games to those teams that, that are anywhere, let's say, between 8 and 12 in the Western Conference that are going to compete harder against them than they will, you know, and, and they're going to wind up you know, getting bit by it. Yeah. And they're the kind of team that, that you know, when they come into Chase Center on Christmas or, or later in the season, that's the kind of team that, Maybe the Warriors would have a shot if they're having one of those off nights. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly who I imagine the Rockets to be. And it's certainly who they looked like early in the game tonight. But also, how many guys on this Rockets team right now would obviously be the best player on the Warriors? Certainly at least the first two. Maybe P.J. Tucker? Maybe. So, sometimes you're not going to have enough. (laughs) Because the roster talent just isn't there for the Warriors when they're this injured. Let's go to Mo and Danville. Mo, you were up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mo. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing tonight? Good. Hey, so, I mean, I, I didn't look at the bench too closely, but my assumption is that, you know, the likes of Steph and Draymond aren't traveling with the team during this road trip. Is that right? Correct. No, I mean – I know I've been a fan for a lot of years. I'm sure everyone that calls and says that. But, you know, recent memory is, you know, recency bias a little bit. I mean, this team has been really good for, you know, quite a number of years in a row. And there's one guy on the team that's experienced this before, and Steph Curry, right? I mean, he has lived through the pain of losing seasons. It just it, it kind of 
you know, maybe it's a treatment issue. Maybe it's, uh, you know, wanting to be home with the family, and that's, you know, no fault of his, right? But I do the same thing. It just feels weird that the one guy on this team that has experienced this type of losing is not helping on the road get some, you know, mentoring and some leadership. Can I ask, Mo, uh, specifically, like, like, and I mean this question both sincerely and literally, what do you imagine he'd be doing if he was on the road? Well, I, I, I feel like he would be taking a couple of the guards under his wing and letting them in on motivational tactics to keep them mind-focused during, you know, two or three games in a row where on the road getting crushed. And do you think he it's needs to happen? Do you think he needs to physically be there to do that? Uh, it, you know, like if he, here's so. my point. Here's the my, point I'm my, trying to make, Mo. If he's going to be a mentor to these younger players, presumably that's a full-time job. It's something he's doing when he's on the floor, when he's off the floor. I imagine they have each other's phone numbers. Like he's I guarantee you Steph Curry's communicating with Jordan Poole. I'm just not sure what the value add of him physically being there is. I I think that's a PR question, really. Value during the timeouts. I think there's value during halftime. I think there's value at the hotel. I think there's value in the pregame meal. I think there's value at the training room. I mean, there's there's minutes that are not being utilized. And what do you mean? What does that mean? What what do you mean there are minutes that are not being utilized? There's minutes that they're on this road trip that he's not physically there, that he's not talking to them. He's not talking to them during the timeouts. He's not talking to them after, you know, the halftime, during the halftime. He's not talking to them, you know, in the hotel team dinner. I mean, maybe he is during FaceTime. But, I mean, what my point is is that this is an opportunity for Steph, who's already a leader, to be a different type of leader. And he's not physically there during the road trip. It just seems odd that in the first major road trip of the season, he is not there to help guide this young team through what is likely going to be a couple of you know pretty bad losses here back to back thanks mo appreciate it we're going to jump in there i I also look the guy just did have hand surgery too so there is a a, a legitimate logistical issue here i mean he's got to get that healed up to a certain point before it would even be considered that he would go on trips i mean players that have just had surgery don't go on trips they really don't travel but period but now at some point in February, he may start to go on trips at that, that point. So that, that's just – I'll add that little – That's all certainly true. And and Mo made the point himself that the treatment is part of this, right? That there is a trainer on the road, but the majority of the sports medicine staff is here. And the facilities are here. And, and I think that's part of it. But honestly, I think as much of it as anything is I think Mo – like many people was drastically overestimating the level of sort of on floor coaching Steph Curry would be doing if he was there. I mean, I I just, that's just not, it sounds like what Mo wants is for Steph Curry to be attached to the rookie youngsters at the hip and be constantly giving them advice. And I just don't think it really works that way. Almost ever. Not that Steph Curry won't be a mentor, not that he won't give advice, but this picture of he's in their ear during timeouts, he's giving them advice at halftime, I just don't think that happens anywhere ever. 888-957-9570, Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. We're going to hear from Eric Paschal as well. Coming up here, our call of the game 
it always blows me away how many fans do believe, and, and we, a couple of texts here on the Chilton Autobody text line, caller is right, Steph and the guys need to be there. Physically, he needs to be there. He should be attached at the hip. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it does surprise me, and we'll get into this more coming up, a lot of people think he's got these guys should always be on the bench and always be with the team uh, when they're you know not healthy and they're trying to rehab an injury. We'll get into that coming up here. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors Wrap-Up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors fall in Houston. Rockets win it tonight, 129-112. to 112, First of four regular season matchups between these two teams. Alec Burks led the Warriors tonight in scoring 28 points, a season high, and the most points scored by a Warriors reserve this season. The previous high was Damian Lee in the Warriors' victory last week at New Orleans. We're going to hear from Eric Paschal coming up here momentarily, but right now let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Lining down the near wing. Leaves Pascal through, takes the screen from Cauley Stein, back to Pascal. Pump fake, one off the line by Tucker, goes in and flies in for a two-hand slam. How about a double clutcher? The double clutcher there from Eric Pascal, and that may or may not have ticked off James Harden, who ended up going on a pretty big run after that himself, but that is our call of the game. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning to Jolo and Dibs at 9.30 a.m. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you will win $150 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Metro by T-Mobile, that's genius. Yeah, uh, Eric Paschal may have set off James Harden a little bit with a mini taunt (laughs) in-game following that dunk. Yeah, that's it. It's not the best look, but he's excited. It wasn't like an in-your-face, it was more of an exuberant rookie, I just made a good play, sort of a celebration. I don't know. Yeah, it, well, and it was also... Don't poke the beast, generally speaking. Don't poke the beast, and there was a... After an and one, Logan Murdoch of, of NBC Sports Bay Area, he tweeted out, Eric Paschal to the Warriors bench after the and one on James Harden. He's food. <laughs> He's food. You know, he's not wrong. James Harden is food on defense. And that's true. 23-8 Houston from that point on, and and I think Harden accounted for 17 in a row. Unfortunately, on offense, he's eating. So, you know, be be careful who you piss off at any given moment, I guess, would be my advice to the rookie Eric Paschal. Teachable moment for the rookie. Let's go ahead and hear from the rookie before we get out of here and hand it off to... Uh, the Butcher Shop, Joe Shasky, Ryan Covey. Uh, here's Eric Paschal after the Warriors loss. It's kind of depleting in James Harden and all these threes, but that's on uh, all of us, me. Just uh, keep trying to keep the energy up. I mean, that's one thing that I've, I'm known for, so I, I put responsibility on myself for that. Just bring the energy up and uh, keep the energy. Let's keep uh, keep having fun, man. Obviously, you have to challenge Harden. Is that, what is it like there? 
It's just hard because, like, he's so dynamic and he's a great passer. And, like, during his isos, you can't really touch him because he's so smart on how he draws the fouls. So, um, just as a team, I feel like we did a good job in the first half. He, he just got hot and then started hitting threes. So, um, we just had to start adjusting to that. How was it uh, going against PJ? He's cool. I mean, he's a very cool dude. He's a tenacious defender. But uh, it was fun. I mean, uh, very cool dude on the court. I mean, he doesn't, not really like that annoying, talking trash or anything. He's a very, very uh, humble and good dude. Did you sense uh, a change in how teams were guarding you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess after my last performances, everybody's going to load up to me and uh, make me make plays for other and put two on me when I drive. So I just have to start uh, making plays for my teammates a lot more and just trusting them. And uh, it's an NBA team, so I got to trust my teammates. And coaches are smart in this league, so they're going to definitely uh, make sure I give the ball up. Uh, just effort, playing hard. I mean, uh, he's always known as a bucket, so that's the 28 is no surprise around, but he just played hard, gives the team energy. And then also to have that 28 off the bench to be that microwave guy, how essential was that to the game? Uh, it helped us a lot. I mean, kept us in the game. Uh, he could score many different ways, so having him come off the bench to do that helped us out a lot. All right, I heard Pascal singing the praises of Alec Burks, and yeah, Alec Burks kept it from, from being really, really, really ugly tonight for the Warriors with his 28 points off the bench and uh, adjustments being made. And look, Eric Paschal is going to have to adjust to how the league adjusts to him. I got to be honest. I, I thought, again, for a rookie, for a guy who was a second-round draft pick, if that's what it looks like as he's trying to adjust to one of the toughest defenders in basketball, focusing all his energy on him, that's pretty darn good. 19 points, 6 for 15 is not great, but he had two of his four threes. He had all his free throws, dished out three assists. And to his point, they're coming at him all night. The Rockets treated Eric Pascal like the number one scoring threat on the Warriors, and he only turned it over once in 34 minutes. For a second-round rookie, the kid's been incredible. Nice night for Glenn Robinson the third as well as he scores 15 points, a season-high 11 rebounds, double figures in rebounding for the first time in Damian Lee was in double digits uh, for the third consecutive game. That's going to do it for us. The Warriors lose tonight to the Rockets, 129-112. Matt, you're back tomorrow, obviously, with yes. uh, Damon and but not Ratto. not long. A 2-4 to four job tomorrow because we got Raider football coming up in the evening, and then we're back Friday. And then we'll be back Friday leading you up to tip off as the Warriors take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Keep it locked right here to 95.7 The Game as the Butcher Shop is coming up next with Ryan Covey and Joe Shasky. That, that's it. Rockets beat the Warriors tonight, 129-112, to 112, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.